Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I've lied and told the whole world I'm okay and I'm happy. It's a lie. I thought I just maybe I said that enough. Maybe I might become happy because I've been in denial. I've been in shock. I am traumatized. You know, fake it till you make it. Uh, Britney Spears uh, speaking yesterday in a Los Angeles Superior Court, uh, saying what many have been sort of just dying to hear from her for years. Yeah. You know, this Free Britney movement started off as like a sort of a fringe conspiracy theory uh, to some. Uh, but for anybody who's been paying attention for quite a while now, she's clearly in distress. Uh, and this audio, we're going to be sharing it with you throughout the morning it's just gut-wrenching. We listened to it uh, first thing this morning as a team here at The Morning Beat and just tears everywhere. Mm-hmm. Just unbelievable to think of a, of a celebrity, a pop star, a beloved like pop princess like Britney Spears, who we've known and loved for well over two decades now. Yeah. I grew up with her. Yeah. I mean, she, she, she came onto the scene when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. And to see how she's been treated this entire time and to hear it from her, it's a whole different ballgame now. It's devastating. I mean, also like... As a woman, um, I just really feel so sad for her. She uh, talks about having her IUD uh, stuck in her body to make it una- uh, not able for her to have children. Um, and she can't see the children she has. Can't see the children. And this is just such a such an example. She made all of her money. She was the powerhouse. Mm-hmm. She was the leader. Mm-hmm. And her father has taken her money. Her manager, who I know... Has taken her money. Also manages Miley Cyrus. She talks about that. We're going to yeah. share that bit of audio later yeah. too. And just to know that like she can't do regular, very normal things. She couldn't walk out of her own home. She can't walk out of her house. Her boyfriend, she can't ride in a car with her boyfriend. She She's on a $2,000 a week allowance and she's worth over $60 million. Yeah. It, it's just she's 39 years old. And she says she, you know, she, even if she wanted to have kids, she couldn't because they won't let her. I can't imagine. As sad as it also is, I'm so proud of her. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited. I feel like this is such a big first step to getting Britney back Mm -hmm. for herself. I don't even care about the music or the dancing. Well, because we speculated on the show many times what's really going on with her. And, of course, they're all speculations because we don't don't have a firsthand account of Britney Spears and, you know, the goings on inside of her home, inside of her mind. We thought maybe she was drunk. She's like, look, I don't even drink. I don't drink any alcohol at all. But she but felt I, like she was drunk. But she was being drugged. Well, you said yesterday, oddly enough, it always looks like she's crying due yes. to her makeup. Yes. And she literally said, I cry every day. I'm so depressed. I'm so depressed. It's just, 
you, this is a huge story. You can't for us. write a story like this. There's not a movie script that could be written that would be believable. Um, if you put this down on paper and said this is a story of a pop princess who whose life was taken from her, you wouldn't believe the story. Like, but also, like movie was... studios wouldn't approve that. They're like, ah, it's not realistic. No, but also major questions. Where was her mother? Where is her That's mother? That's what I want to know. Where what, is her sister? Where, where are the women? Yeah, like who's. Because she says, she says there's audio of her saying that her father and those managing her, family included, should all be in jail. Yes. Like, not like, not like they need to be held accountable. Listen to this. Ma'am, my dad and anyone involved in this conservatorship and my management who played a huge role in punishing at me when I said, no, ma'am, they should be in jail. Their cool tactics working for Miley Cyrus as she smokes on joints and stage at the VMAs. Nothing is ever done to this generation for doing wrong things. But my precious body, who's worked for my dad for the past fucking 13 years, trying to be so good and pretty, so perfect when he works me so hard. When I do everything I'm told in the state of California, allowed my ignorant father to take his own daughter, who... Only yeah. has a role with me if I work with him. It's we're going to continue yeah, the there's audio. There's so much audio. Continue the story. I'm um, curious to know how this audio is leaked. Because is, people want to free This Britney. shouldn't be out there, but people are trying because to make it. Do you know how we got the audio, Justin? It looks like someone leaked the Zoom video call from the conservatorship hearing. So wow. uh, this is something that shouldn't be out there um, if you look, pay attention but to any But hearing it, but Justin, Justin, if it I is. had the yeah. ability to leak it, I would have too. Especially because what she says, she's, she's literally blaming the court system in the state of California for allowing this to go on and on. She says during this audio at one point, she says, listen... I'm saying to you exactly what I said to you two years ago. And nobody listened. And you ignored me then. And also, imagine watching Miley Cyrus be glorified. Mm-hmm. All of these people. And Miley's even come out in support of her. I don't even know that Miley knows what's been going on with no, the no, no. I No, and that's not even... Listen, yeah. Miley's throwing a huge, huge gay event with Marin Morris in the yeah. country world this week uh, for Pride. She's incredible. I love Miley. Yeah. But I think that it's devastating to see that Britney is the reason that all of these well, really can also, do that. Well, it's also somebody who came out uh, and, and sort of burst onto the scene in the late 1990s and was sort of curated to be a certain thing. Like, she was a pop princess. Like, she was a little bit naughty, but we were supposed to, like, adore her. She was the girl next door. She was a good Southern belle. She was all of these things. And nowadays, Miley Cyrus gets to be something different because she came out years later. Or fast forward to, like, Lil Nas X. Like, I know he's a man, but it's a very different ball game nowadays. Right. And the things that are celebrated, the Billie Eilish's of the world uh, and the Lizzo's, that was not the case when Britney Spears popped onto the scene. Everything was clean and cookie cutter and whitewashed mm-hmm. and very pop. Mm-hmm. And, and so she's not been allowed to evolve. And you hear it in her voice. And, you know, we've taken up basically our entire news on the beat for this hour. But we are going to focus on this throughout the morning well, because listen, there's so much audio here I, that you need to hear. To me, she's not like our pop princess. To me, she created an entire generation mm-hmm. for many generations to follow. She's being She's abused. my Diana Ross. Of our genera- you know what I mean? And she's been abused for years. We mm. haven't gotten her side of the story, and now we have it. Justin and now Tiber- we've got Timberlake questions. spoke out on social media. We'll share that with you later. Um, but I want to look back at all the people. Yeah. Like, and also where? And we said this in the beginning. Where was Christina? Clearly, people knew this was happening. But you, you don't know what they were actually like the, for the for the females who came up in that same era. You got to wonder what kind of pressure they were under as well. And you know what I mean? I and, understand and, that. But as a woman and a woman that's been in this industry for a very long time and a woman that's afraid to sometimes speak up, I would have defended my fellow sister if something like this was happening. Assuming you understood what was actually happening. To some, it just looked like she just lost her mind. 
and that's sad. But it's, to many, that's for many years. I think that's what people saw. We're, look, we're going to dig into this I all morning know. long. There's a I lot. Don't know. There's a lot here. Yeah. Um, but we're definitely going to dig into. It. Let's just. That, that was our news, I guess, for the hour. Um, yeah. Let's do a little bit of weather. See what's okay, going on around the country. It. All right. Well, summer cheer and its crit is brought to you by McDonald's. Uh, it's going to be a high of 77 in LA, a high of 97 in Vegas, 106 in Palm Springs, 91 in Houston. 91 in Kansas City with thunderstorms. Yikes! And 84 in Miami. Now, McDonald's, you can get a small summer treat like the new Minute Maid strawberry watermelon sushi or McCafe fraps and smoothies for just $2. I brought your vibe of the day, and this is really interesting because I don't usually choose vibes ahead of time. I sort of like see what com- comes to me that day. Okay. Uh, and this one could not be more perfect. It comes from a different superhero, hero, Christopher Reeve, the original Superman. Well, not the original, but the one we all grew up with. And here's the quote. A hero is an ordinary individual who finds the strength to persevere and endure in spite of overwhelming obstacles. Oh, my God. If that doesn't describe Britney Spears yesterday in court. I don't know what does. Exactly. I don't know what does. All right, coming up. Am I the a-hole? A bride's detailed list of requests has the internet divided and we discuss. I did steal your tease. <laughs> This, this music makes me excited and nervous as we get closer and closer to my wedding. We're about a year out right now. Plan on getting married in June of 2022 during Pride Month. Amen. In Mexico. Haven't revealed the location just yet or the date. Uh, but my partner and I are hard at work with our wedding planner trying to line things up. Uh, which is why every time we do one of these stories about a bride, uh, I get a little bit of anxiety. But it is time for another round of Am I the A-Hole? Because apparently a bride in Australia uh, was under such pressure uh, to get the wedding venue of her dreams. Right? It's a lot. And I will tell you, it's not an easy situation to make everything come together and create this sort of perfect puzzle that is a dream wedding. So when the venue pushed her and pushed her and pushed her and they said, hey, we have this one date opened up. uh, And if you want this venue you're not going to have another opportunity until the next year or you take this date. She said, okay, sure, take it, great. Well, here's the problem. Her maid of honor, her best friend, her ride or die, is turning 30 on that exact same day and she is furious. Okay, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. If you... Wait, for, for which person? For the maid of honor to be mad. Okay, well, they have all the same friends. She's planning her 30th birthday, and she's going to do a trip and the whole girls' weekend, and the bride chooses that date. You're not a little bit upset? No. They have all the same friends. Yeah, if I were the maid of honor, honestly, I'd be like, you know what? My bad. You you made the mistake, but I will move things around for my birthday. Your birthday? Your 30th? Your once-in-a-lifetime birthday? Oh, girl, bye. It's Because you know what would happen? The bride will then make it so much more special for her maid of honor friend. Well, she better. And I think that it's easier to move a 30th birthday than it is an entire wedding. Do you think the bride is an a-hole, though, or do you think it was just an honest mistake? No, both... it was a mistake. Who would do that purposely? Well, here's the thing. So, oh, man, get... I'm going to book something on your wedding. People get... <laughs> You're not even invited yet. So I'm like, in it and I'm singing it in and I have speeches <laughs> and I'm slammed. It's like a gig for me, really. Your wedding is like my big day. Mm. You're such a weirdo. Love sharing that day with so you. This is interesting. So the date we're considering for our wedding happens to be my mom's birthday. And when it became an option, <gasps> I sort of love it because I, I, I also have a thing about even numbers. 
I hate on. Un- I'm very uncomfortable with odd numbers. Okay. Unless they're divisible by something. Okay. So, like for instance, like twenty one is not bad. It's divisible by three and seven. That's not bad. But like I don't know, like twenty nine makes me so uncomfortable. Really? That's can't such a weird it. thing that makes I, you no, nervous. I can't put my temperature in my home on anything other than an even number. I can't have my. Oh. My, I can't have my TV volume set to anything but an even number or thirty three. I think that Lisa shares that sentiment with mm-hmm. you. So, which but is weird. When I realized this date was a possibility and it was perfect for Wh- our guests, right? I had to ask both my mother and my fiance, not in that order. I asked my fiance first. Good. And, and he was okay with it because I could be a total a hole if I just said, yep, we're going to get married on my mom's birthday. And I would be an a hole towards my mother because I didn't know if she'd be into it or not. Of course, she was. She's super excited about it and she thinks it's about her now. Yeah. Um, but then I was like, okay, but real talk, I had to talk to my partner. I'm like, okay, someday my mom's going to be dead. Let's be honest. Someday she will be. Is this anniversary going to be a sad reminder then of my mother or is it a way to honor her? And I really had to think about that for a little bit before I made a decision. Yeah, I think honor her. This bride, however, didn't think about it at all. She picked the date and then... Yeah, but she just messed up. She totally forgot it was her best friend's birthday. Have you ever messed up and like really hurt a friend who had a big day? Also, kind of though, like a wedding? I will say... I would never forget your birthday. Okay, so there now you're understanding. I think I think the real issue is her friend feels like, oh, you don't even care about my birthday at all. Yeah, I literally when I just read the article one more time, I glanced at it. Okay, where it would track for me is the fact that you forgot it was my birthday. Okay, so- like I when I think July twentieth, I'm like Lisa AJ. Like I know that it, my head goes right to it. Mm-hmm. I would never be like. Oh, whoops. I lost a really, really good friend of mine, a former co-host, actually, because I messed up dates for um, uh, a vacation that my partner had been planning for months. And she sent us out just a reminder to everybody. And I was like, uh, and I called her immediately. And I'm like, so, 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 so sorry. We're going to be out of the country on your wedding. And she was so mad at me. Other people had canceled canceled on her as well. So, I mean, tensions are high around weddings, especially for brides, I think. Um but she, to this day, we're not friends anymore. We we talk sort it's of. It's tough. But because, how dare I forget her date? And I, and I get it. I understand she was hurt by it. I totally understand it. Um, and some friends are like, you need to cancel your whole trip. I'm like, I can't. It's my partner. He planned this. And I'm not going to leave him alone in the foreign country with all of our friends on a trip that we've already paid for and planned to go to a wedding. Of course. And like for me. But you know what? Also, and I feel like this just needs to be like a thing. It's really not that big of a deal. Yeah, if you miss my wedding, I'm not going to be de- devastated by no, it. No, I'm I not. need my mom to be there and my sisters and beyond that. I, I literally, I missed a friend of mine and this friend is like family. She's like literally my sister. And I missed her wedding and I called her and she was a little annoyed, but I was like, I booked this gig. I'm a singer. You know that it's mm-hmm. New Year's Eve. And we moved on. I mean, you can't like be mad at people for having still lives. Yeah, so nobody's an a-hole here. I guess no. That's a bit uh, underwhelming. Yeah, it kind of is. Get can better I, stories, Justin. Can I, can I be an a-hole? Yeah, you want to be an a-hole? You're kind of an a-hole. On a month, on a some days I'm an a-hole. How can we say that? How many times can we say that? A-hole? on the air. Are we allowed? Can is you there, say the actual- Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back to The Morning Beat. We're joined now by Anthony Singleton. He is the Human Resources and Employment Training Coordinator for the Ahmad Institute. Anthony, uh, thank you for being here. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm curious to know a little bit more about the Ahmad Institute. Uh, tell us about what you do there and what your mission is at the Institute. Yes, yeah, so we're a nonprofit uh, agency. We're in South L.A., uh, providing a, a multitude of services uh, to those in need in South L.A. Our mission, uh, we facilitate personalized individual access to programs and services that foster safe and supportive, healthy environments for people to live, learn, and develop to their fullest potential. When you say you're helping people to develop and live and learn to their fullest potential, uh, how, how do you provide resources and what sorts of resources do you provide to help uh, individuals do that? Yeah, so that's a good question. Um, at Army Minorities Against Addiction and Disease, we offer several resources that addresses a barrier or need in South LA. And I will say uh, a number of our resources mirror services uh, that we offer. So, for example, we offer housing resources uh, as well as housing services. Um, other resources uh, that we provide is recovery uh, support. We also provide transportation resources um, as well as uh, taxi services to and from appointments. So recognizing that um, in South LA, transportation could be uh, a barrier uh, for folks getting to and from their appointments. We also assist uh, just with the replacement of IDs and driver li- and, and driver's license. Uh, we also provide legal resources through uh, Project Impact, uh, which is one of our programs. And then just through sexual education, we're offering condoms and loops uh, to the community, as well as uh, resources around PEP and PrEP. Um, which is pre and exposure prophylaxis, and they are just uh, tools that folks can use in uh, their fight against HIV prevention. It sounds like there's so many bases you're covering that maybe the average person wouldn't think about uh, if they were in a situation, you know, a little bit more enviable. Maybe they're working and they're they're not worried about employment. Um, but this pandemic has hit hit communities very very hard, especially here in Southern California. Uh, how have you guys had to adjust uh, to help those in need uh, during these sort of wild times oh uh, yeah we had to um, adapt for one and uh, we did de- you know we had to put our ear to the ground and just listen to uh, what the needs were and we had to listen to of course because during the pandemic those needs were shifting and so we noticed increases in depression and 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 anxiety and so uh we for one moved a lot of our uh, in-person programming to digital and just through our youth program and just a number of our programs across multitude of uh, platforms, we addressed a lot of uh, what our participants were going through and experiencing, but also we were providing resources um, as well. So uh, both during the pandemic that needed food, you know, we were 
uh, providing food resources. We were still connecting people to HIV testing. We were still connecting people to, you know, pet and prep services. And so, uh, you know, for us, we just, you know, um, you know, moved from the office to home. But, you know, we still operated uh, at full capacity with all of our services that we offer. Oh, I love that you mentioned PEP and PrEP because I think so oftentimes when things get tough, uh, people lose employment. Uh, one of the first things that they neglect is their personal health. Uh, and it sounds like you guys are doing everything you can uh, to help individuals stay on top of that while they seek out um, new work. You mentioned youth. Uh, but who do you help? Do, is there a demographic? Has it changed in this last year? Is there an age limit on who uh, can get services from you? Uh, yeah, so that's another good question. So we help everyone. You know, we, we don't turn our doors away from anyone, but we do prioritize black and we prioritize black LGBTQ individuals ages 18 and up. Uh that are living and accessing services in South LA. And um, we believe that it's important to provide culturally relevant services to our participants. And also uh, for more information, folks can visit www.amad.org to see uh, full scope of services that we offer. Listen, I think it's so, so important. The work that you're doing, especially communities of color have been hit so uh, disproportionately hard uh, during this last couple of years and always. So continue doing the good work. Thank you so much for your time, Anthony Singleton uh, of the Ahmad Institute. We appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me. We're so proud to be working with T-Mobile and all the work they're doing for our community as well as the Ahmad Institute. Such a great conversation. Absolutely. All right. Well, coming up on What's Poppin', American Horror Stories just dropped a new spine-tingling trailer and we discuss coming up next. Welcome back to the Morning Beat. It's almost time for another round of What's Poppin', our first one of the day, actually. Uh, But first, I do want to tell you about the rest of the show. We have a lot going on today. Obviously, everyone on the planet is talking about Britney Spears, uh, her testimony in court yesterday here in Los Angeles um, uh, in the state of California. But also, uh, we've got some audio that has been leaked. Uh, somebody leaked the Zoom audio. I can't believe it's out there, but it's it's heartbreaking. There's so much to break down. We're going to be talking about it. We've actually got some experts coming on to help us uh, make sense of it all. We've got our attorney, Paula Canny, uh, talking to us about the legal aspects of the conservatorship, what it actually is. Uh, is she going to get out of it? And can her father actually go to jail like she told the judge that she wanted to happen? Uh, also, we're going to be talking to therapist James Gay, licensed marriage and family therapist, on just the mental uh, ramifications of being treated like this for this many years. She says she's very, very depressed. Uh, she's also uh, uh, allegedly been drugged this entire time, or for much of it as well. And uh, we're going to break break this all down because I think it really needs, uh, it deserves the attention. Uh, and and we we uh, we just love her. We love Britney Spears. Absolutely. Uh, and this this this. God, this audio is heartbreaking. So we're going to be talking about it all morning long. Also, in our final hour today, our final celebrations in Pride with artist Tate McRae. Uh, we're going to be interviewing her. She's phenomenal. We love her. 17 years old, has a bright, bright future ahead of her. Uh, hopefully a very different future uh, from the pop star that is Britney Spears. Um, but she's joining our program at 920 uh, Pacific, 1220 Eastern. So stick around for that celebrations in Pride conversation. Uh, now, Michaela Gordon, uh, what's popping? Well, I'm so excited about this. It's going to be one nightmare of a summer as Ryan Murphy has unleashed the latest teaser for the upcoming American Horror Story spinoff, American Horror Stories, and it has us even more excited, full of spine-tingling delights. The teaser offers some insight into what we can expect from the show. We have a little audio. Oh, we don't have audio. Uh, The teaser follows Rubber Woman, a new female version of the Rubber Man demon we know and fear from the series. 
Rubber woman starts standing in a field of blood red plants and soon makes her way into a large spooky looking house. Inside, she sees all sorts of horrors ranging from ghosts to creepy multi-armed beings crawling on the ceiling to a man with a giant axe. Eventually, she comes face to face with rubber man himself before slashing him with a knife. It's going to be one wild ride and I am so ready for it. I will say this. You could give me the craziest uh, synopsis of anything. And if I know that Ryan Murphy is in charge, I know it's going to be insanely good. Except for American Horror Story 1984, which is the worst television show in okay, the so history I of America. See, that's the only one I didn't see. Well, it was interesting because they, they really just took a pivot that year, and, and Sarah Paulson was not a part of it, uh, and th- thank God because it was so terrible. But this one, is there's some gay icons in here. We're talking Kevin McHale from Glee. We're talking uh, Dylan Burnside uh, from Pose. Amazing, just wrapped up three seasons there. Uh, just an iconic role as, uh, you know, pray tell. Uh, Billy Porter's on-again, off-again lover. Uh, I'm super excited about this. I am too. I can't wait. Well, I love Ryan Murphy. I'm so happy that... I Again, I always call you my Ryan Murphy. I really believe that you have the ability to do what he does. I just don't know how he does it. He literally has thousands of shows yeah. that he successfully makes. Listen, it takes one. It yeah. takes the first one. It really one. does. And once that first one comes out, and for Ryan Murphy, I believe it was Glee. Like, Glee was sort of his first... That was his big deal, guy. Was his, what was it? Nip oh, Nip Tuck. Tuck. Oh, gosh, That's yes. right. I don't know but if you know But you know what, this. though? With Nip Tuck, though, that's all he had going on for many, many years. Yeah. And then there was he a break. He wasn't doing multi. And then once Glee popped, yeah. there was like the, he got a multi. Like, uh, uh, he was doing so many shows after that. Oh, I forgot. Nip Tuck. I did, too. You know that it was against me and Anna Lynn McCord for the role. And I uh, was, it was my first audition ever. And I was still a virgin. And I had to do a, like, a sex uh. moan. And I couldn't. Do it. I was so nervous. That show was so good. Do you want to do it now? Do you want to? No, a little too early. This or? is what sex sounds like now. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> I'm tired. I it's got 4 a.m. Just roll me over. I've got three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Coming up, Paula Canny is joining us to talk about Britney's conservatorship. We want to go in detail. Coming up next. Welcome back to the Morning Beat. It's almost time for another round of news on the beat. Lots going on this morning. Obviously, everyone's talking about the Britney Spears leaked audio from her uh, testimony yesterday in the Los Angeles Superior Court. Just wild, wild audio yeah. uh, that was illegally leaked, but thank God, uh, because we actually have some insight, some heartbreaking insight into what she's actually been going through these last few years. We all, you know, we've speculated a lot on this show. Uh, the hashtag Free Britney. Uh, some people thought it was a fringe conspiracy theory, um, but we knew something was going on. We just didn't know the depth to which it was going on. It's just horrific. Right. Uh, so we're going to be joined this hour, actually, uh, by a couple of experts to help us make sense of it all. In 15 minutes, Paula Canny, our favorite attorney, is talking about the legal aspects of her conservatorship and what she can do moving forward to get out of this thing. Can she sue her father? Can she sue her manager? Can she sue her entire family? Like she says, she says she wants him in jail. It's pretty, pretty bold words. Yeah. Also, we've got our marriage and family therapist, James Gade, joining us this hour to talk about the long-term impacts mentally of going through something like this. Yeah. She, she, she equated what she's gone through to sex trafficking. Yeah. I mean, listen, I was an American Idol when I was 16, and I remember just like it was very, very difficult. It was a lot, and I was not at all in any capacity what Britney Spears was or where she was at, but as a 16-year-old woman in front of cameras on national television 30 million people an episode back then it i mean was keep in mind 
so difficult. Mm-hmm. It almost gave me a nervous breakdown. And I can't imagine how she must feel. I'm so proud of her. I'm so proud of whoever, you know, leaked the Zoom. And um, and I'm just happy. I'm so proud of her that she's speaking out. It's so courageous. And also, you say, like, listen, you weren't you you weren't going through what she was going through. But don't don't disc- don't discount that because I think that just because she's more famous doesn't mean that her issues and her trauma are any less real than yours mm, thank or you. countless women in the entertainment industry or otherwise. Yeah, you know, this is just something that women have dealt with forever and yet somehow hold our families together, hold our communities together, hold jobs down, and they're the backbone of everything that we are yeah. while men just sort of live in their misogyny. It's disgusting Well, to me. small brag, then, in good news, made it on Jimmy Kimmel last night. It was super exciting. And I'm so happy. I can't believe it finally happened. Melania and Donald Trump. I know. Back at it so again. So fun. Love and, and, and I haven't watched yet. It's on my DVR because okay. it, it airs way after I go to bed. Literally, we were all asleep. Lisa was like, are you going to stay awake and watch yourself? And I was like, I'm so vain, but absolutely not. I'm I know, asleep. right? <laughs> well, here's the thing. Once you've been on TV enough times, the, the sort of newness of it all wears off. And people are always like, well, you didn't watch. I'm like, it's my job. Yeah. Like, would you go watch yourself at your job, whether you're working, you know, you work at a library or you work at a factory or whatever you're doing, you don't watch yourself yeah. work. But also, we do wake up at 4 a.m. So I was a like, thousand percent. Mm, my last it. text before I went to bed to my fiance in the living room with our dog, Kingston, who was freshly groomed and peed on my foot yesterday, so by the way. precious. Peed on my foot. Picked him up at the groomer. I saw your IG story. so excited. There was this cute gay couple walked in behind me. Just peed. And I awkwardly started talking to them because they were like really hot. And I was like, he's really cute. He's like the really fluffy one. He comes out. He's a really good boy. Sometimes he gets excited. He might tinkle just a little bit, but he's he's a good dog. They bring him out. He pees all over everywhere. They're like, oh, wow. Wow. Oh, wow. He's still going all over. Then he stands over top of me. I'm wearing sandals and pees all over my foot. I'm talking so much that I was like slipping in my sandal walking to the car. It was bad. Bad boy. Humiliated. Yeah. But he looks adorable. He does look so cute. And we're going to watch you together later on on the couch. I can't wait. We're going to cuddle with him. Thank you, babe. What's going on in news on the beat? Okay, well, Britney Spears did issue a lengthy statement in L.A. Superior Court yesterday, the first time she has ever spoken out on the record about her conservatorship. Spears said a lot of things during the hearing. She compared her conservatorship to sex trafficking, and she said she's even unable to have her IUD removed without the permission of her team. Uh, We do have some audio. Let's take a listen. Now, going forward, I'm not willing to meet or see anyone I've met with enough people against my will. I'm done. All I want is to own my money for this to end and my boyfriend um, to drive me in his car. And I would honestly like to sue my family, to be totally honest with you. Oh, um, wow. It's wild. She just wants her boyfriend to drive her in a car. Could you imagine not being old. able to get into a car with a meal? She has $60 million to her name, and yeah. she can't get in a car with her boyfriend? It's unbelievable. Listen, wow. unbelievable. Uh, we're going to continue talking with Paula Kenny this hour, along with James Gay. Now, uh, in other news, just 10% of the world's population is fully vaccinated from COVID-19. New data shows... In the U.S., two groups are being hit especially hard by the virus right now. Black Americans and younger people throughout the pandemic, black people have been disproportionately affected by COVID-19, accounting for about 12.5% of the population, but more than 15% of total deaths, according to the CDC. The average age of people dying from the virus has also recently shifted younger. Adults under 40 made up about 3% of COVID-19 deaths in May, more than double their proportion of total deaths since the pandemic began. Meanwhile, a COVID-19 outbreak at the U.S. Embassy in Kabul has now ballooned to 159 cases with several people on oxygen. 
Now let's get into a little weather. Summer's here and it is very queer thanks to McDonald's. It's going to be a high of 97 in Vegas today, 106 in Palm Springs, 91 in Houston, 102 in Phoenix, 79 in Seattle, 81 in Atlanta, 84 in Cleveland, and 88 in St. Louis. Now, McDonald's, uh, you can get a small summer treat like the new Minute Maid Strawberry Watermelon Slushy or McCafe Fraps and Smoothies for just two buckaroonies. Now, give us a vibe of the day. I'm going to dedicate this one to Britney Spears. A hero is an ordinary individual who finds the strength to persevere and endure in spite of overwhelming obstacles. She did that just yesterday in the Los Angeles Superior Court. Oh, she did, and I'm so proud of her. Hashtag I love it. Free Britney. Hashtag Free Britney, duh. All right, well, coming up, attorney Polly Kenny joins us to discuss Britney's conservatorship and if she can actually sue her father and family. Coming up next. T Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Ma'am, my dad and anyone involved in this conservatorship and my management who played a huge role in punishing at me when I said, no, ma'am, they should be in jail. Their cool tactics working for Miley Cyrus as she smokes on joints and stage at the VMAs. Nothing is ever done to this generation for doing wrong things. But my precious body, who's worked for my dad for the past 13 years, trying to be so good and pretty, so perfect when he works me so hard. When I do everything I'm told in the state of California, allowed my ignorant father to take his own daughter, who only has a role with me if I work with him. They set back the whole course and allowed him to do that to me. That's given these people I've worked for way too much control. I can't even, every time I listen to this audio, we've been sharing it all morning long. This is Britney Spears speaking up against her conservatorship in Superior Court yesterday in Los Angeles. Just saying the things we've wanted to hear for a decade. Yeah, because, you know, it's also, um, it, it was crazy when she came out and said, um, that she was happy and that um, we didn't believe it. She wanted her fans to like back down, yep. let free Britney go. Mm-hmm. The documentary was just really sad. I think we were all like, no, Britney, this, you're well, yeah. not okay. Which is why we brought on our attorney, Paula Canny, one of our favorite experts. She's on the line right now calling in. Hi. Uh, thank you, Paula. Hi, for Hi, att- Hi Paula Canny. We love here. you. I, I love you too. First of all, this, this audio was leaked, but, but from somebody who's not in the legal world, we're saying thank God mm-hmm. it was. Uh, pretty pretty bold statements from Britney Spears yesterday. Uh, break it down for us a bit, please. 
Well, really, it's always been crazy to me. Uh, in 2008, uh, her father petitioned to become her conservator, and it is super hard to become somebody's conservator. It, it isn't easily that done. And the person who is being subjected to a conservatorship has rights. You have a right to a jury trial. I've actually represented people who are trying, you know, the loved ones are trying to conserve them. And I've tried these cases and I've won. So what's remarkable about Britney Spears' situation is, is that anybody was ever able to conserve her. And what's also remarkable is that it's 13 years she has had no power over her day-to-day life, nor has she had any power over her money. And even the American Civil Liberties Union is reaching out to Britney Spears saying, we will help you undo this. So it's remarkable to me that nobody has explained to her the process to undo it, you need to file a petition to the court and say, I don't want to be conserved anymore. And given the way that she just spoke, she's clearly competent to manage her own affairs. Wow. It's so crazy. It's just remarkable to me that she's basically been like a, I don't want to, you know, just a, an indentured servant to her father, uh, Within a state of sixty million dollars, getting two thousand dollars a week, her conservator makes more money than she does. Mm. Well, Paula Kenny, speaking of her family, she does talk about her family. Take a listen, and then we'll discuss. Now, going forward, I'm not willing to meet or see anyone I've met with enough people against my will. I'm done. All I want is to own my money for this to end, and my boyfriend um, to drive me in his car. And I would honestly like to sue my family, to be totally honest with you. Now, Paula Kenny. Does she have the grounds to sue her family? Probably not, because a court granted the conservatorship. I mean, look, anybody can sue anybody, but is she going to win? Probably not. Can I mean, America sue her family for yeah, can, Britney? Can I sue her <laughs> can family? Can we sue her family? <laughs> well, sure. I mean, we can all sue our family, but are, are we going to win? You know, do we have that special relationship? I mean, what is remarkable, as I said, is, Throughout this time, under California law, conservatee has to have legal advice. You know, that she had a court-appointed lawyer to have had the conservatorship established. She had, because most of the conservatorship documents in this whole proceeding are under seal, which is somewhat unusual because in California, most court documents are public. Any any lawsuit, any of us have the right to see because of the First Amendment freedoms to, and the importance of seeing public documents because we have, you know, Sixth Amendment rights to public trials, even in state court. But these documents are all under seal. But somehow uh, nobody explained to Brittany, yo, you have the right to petition to terminate this conservatorship. Okay, question yeah. then. Okay, so for conspiracy theorists out there, and I'm going to tell you, I'm kind of one of them on this one. I've been part of the Free okay. Britney movement recently, and I, I have a lot of questions. Um, okay. We, uh, it's clear that her father and her management team, that they don't have her best interests at heart. Yeah. Is it possible that her attorney, a judge somewhere, there's some corruption going on somewhere, because it just feels odd to me that the legal system in the state of California has let her down this poorly for this long. Well, but the legal system, no offense, being real, 
the legal system lets a lot of people down. Mm. Because all you have to do, the insanity of this is so obvious by, you know, I live in San Francisco. There is terrible homeless problem. Just mentally ill people all over the streets that nobody can conserve them because the bar is so high to take control over somebody's life. That's what I'm saying. Britney Spears, who can get up, sing, perform. Make $60 million. Okay. (laughs) Right. And she's conserved, and then the government doesn't want to or people don't want to conserve these people who, you know, can barely, really can't take care of providing for food, clothing, and shelter. It's insane. This is insane. And you're right. Something is horribly, horribly wrong here. It it makes no sense. And so even though yesterday when, you know, Brittany was speaking, uh, the judge said, do you want a petition? Somebody just needs to file the form. Mm. There's a form, petition to terminate conservatorship of the person and the estate. Somebody needs to do that. And somewhere in there, you know, they said they're making her have an IUD. I mean, goodness, that is unbelievable. It's unbelievable to me. It's like so, so foul on so many levels, but especially as a woman taking away your ability to have a child. Like, that's what's disgusting also. It's crazy. It is unbelievable. So, you know, I mean... Uh, if Brittany were listening, I'll file the petition to terminate the conservator. Come on, Paula Canny. Yes, well, love I can't it. do it without a client. And I don't even know, I don't want to get in trouble with the state bar to like be on <laughs> soliciting a client. But no. it's like, it's crazy. That's why the ACLU yeah. uh, is saying, we'll help you. Everybody she is. just needs to ask, ask, you know, somebody with the means. I mean, even the judge yesterday asked her, do you want a new court-appointed lawyer and and mm. so then the rest of the things are sealed yeah wow. well, Paula but no, Canny, there's many nefarious things going on here and it's it's unconscionable really well we appreciate you so much for joining us so quickly this morning uh we love talking with you and hopefully we'll be able to talk with you next week as well okay i hope so oh. all right free britney free britney all right coming up family at marriage and family therapist uh james gay is joining us to talk about the emotional side of britney's conservatorship next I packed my bags and went to that place. I worked seven days a week, no days off, which in California, the only similar thing to this is called sex trafficking, making anyone work, work against their will, taking all their possessions away, credit card, cash, phone, passport card, and placing them in a home where they they work with the people who live with them. Britney Spears uh, talking about her conservatorship and comparing her treatment by her own father uh, and her management team. Uh, to someone being sex trafficked yesterday in Los Angeles Superior Court. This audio is so damaging and just unbelievable. Uh, We've been sharing it with you all morning. We're going to continue sharing with you. But right now, we thought we'd bring on an expert to help break down the mental toll this journey must be taking on Britney Spears uh, because she is our pop princess and we love her. So we're joined now by marriage and family therapist James Gay. James, this audio had us all in tears this morning uh, what are your what are your initial thoughts? 
it, it's heartbreaking, really, right? I mean, to, to, to hear from her words, you know, her pleading for, um, you know, having this conservatorship removed and why, and, and the, the, the amount of undue influence and control over her body, her physicality, her performances, her everything, right? It's, it's absolutely um, just wrong in so many ways it, it certainly sounds like right it's really devastating and i you know i know that people have issues with their family but she has stayed silent for so long when she was able to speak about this uh yeah. clearly i mean she's incredible with her words what kept her silent for so long you know, when we are sometimes in a position of um, being the victim of undue influence or thought reform or having an abusive relationship with a parent, um, one way of coping is to uh, believe that they have our best interest at heart or to just, you know, not, um, not rock the boat. Uh, you know, sometimes if we can't flee a situation, if we can't fight back, what we do is we freeze. And, you know, it is a coping mechanism that, you know, in long-term situations, abusive situations or otherwise, you know, people that have been kidnapped, you know, for long periods of time, those kinds of things, um, they can, you know, start to believe that their perpetrator abuser is, you know, um, a friend or someone that they can rely on or trust, well, you know, she- and they, it's, really begin to, you know, let go of their own internal compass and rely on someone else. It's, for just, that. it's just so, it's just so heartbreaking. And for, for some people, you know, who can't wrap their brains around emotions or abuse, right. who don't understand mental health, who would never consider speaking to a therapist or psychologist, they might not understand why uh, she was lying about how she actually felt, but she, she discussed this yesterday in front of the, in front of the court. After I've lied and told the whole world I'm okay and I'm happy, it's a lie. I thought I just maybe I said that enough. Maybe I might become happy because I've been in denial. I've been in shock. I am traumatized. You know, fake it till you make it. But now I'm telling you the truth, okay? I'm not happy. I can't sleep. I'm so angry. It's insane. And I'm depressed. I cry every day. And the reason I'm telling you this is because I don't think how the state of California can have all this written in the court documents from the time I showed up and do absolutely nothing. Just hire with my money another person to keep and keep my dad on board. And, yeah. And your experience and your expert opinion, um, when somebody might say, well, well, she lied. She's lying then. Why, why wouldn't she be lying now? Uh, what do you say to that? You know, when when victims speak up about the abuse, oftentimes they're not believed, they're not heard, they're questioned. And that can actually be just as traumatizing, if not more so, than the abuse itself, right? So we really need to recognize that that people can become more conscious, more aware of what's happening. And, you know, good for her for speaking up and, and having, you know, the courage to, to speak her truth. You know, it's it's one of those things where it's just it can be so insidious, um, the process of losing our power control over our own lives and the process of reclaiming that takes a lot of time. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, something that happened if you're just tuning in, we're talking with marriage and family therapist James Gay. She talks about how people that were staying with her watched her change. She didn't even have privacy when it came to her own body. I mean, this is Britney Spears, one of the most famous people on the planet. Yeah. How damaging is that to her mental health and, and to her emotional health? 
Yeah, there's going to be a, a long recovery period here. Right? Like, can you Which recover is, from all of this, really? It's tough. It's tough. It, it is a lifelong process when something like this has happened in, you know, over so such a long period of time. And again, it, it is a process of reclaiming her truth, the truth of her lived experience, of speaking up, of advocacy, if that's part of her healing process, you know, and, and quite frankly, just to minimize the continued, you know, control over, again, things as, as simple as whether or not she can get pregnant. I mean, this is... It's, it's incredible. Well, you know what, James, I, you're so fantastic, and you always share such a beautiful perspective and so much heart and information we really appreciate. We actually want to hear, Let's because I think it's super important to drive this home. Yeah. We can talk about what she said all day long. Let's listen. But there's audio of her actually mm-hmm. talking about people watching her get get un- undressed. They watch me changed every day, naked, morning, noon, and night. Um, my body, I had no privacy door for my um for my room. I mean, you hear it in her voice. She is. Yeah. It, it, it sounds to me, and I'm no expert. Her voice is cracking. She's trying yeah. to hold it together, and but she sounds so, so brilliant. But, but yeah, she oh she sounds great, but she also sounds rushed. As if she is trying to get the words out while they still allow her to. She sounds scared to me. Yeah, she does sound scared. Yeah. What kind of, I mean, because what are the repercussions? If she hasn't been able to speak in 13 years, now she's speaking. What are the repercussions we're about to deal with? Well, let's actually, do you mind sticking around? I want to continue this conversation with you, James Gay. Can you stick around just a little bit longer and answer that question for Michaela when we come back? Absolutely. Thank you. you. Welcome back to the morning beat. We're going to shake things up a bit for what's popping for this hour because this audio, this damning audio of Britney Spears uh, speaking on her conservatorship yesterday in Los Angeles County Superior Court is just unbelievable. We've been in tears much of the morning listening to her just breaking down what she's gone through for the last decade or so. And Michaela, before uh, we went to break, we're speaking with marriage and family therapist James Gay. Thank you so much for sticking around to continue this conversation, James. Um, but you had a question for, for James. And I, I want you to re-ask it so he can answer and our listeners can get the full you know understanding of what's going on. Yeah, well, I think that while we're talking about all of this and while we can hear that she's probably very scared the details that she's admitting to publicly are damaging emotionally mentally physically people seeing her body naked being violated comparing what she's going through to sex trafficking even if she gets the justice she deserves and i think that she will because america will make sure that happens now that she's spoken out how will she ever get over this and can she Yeah, it is a long, laborious process where, you know, really becoming more aware of of all the the details of what happened and the impact of it, right, is uh, some of the first steps. It's, It's about reclaiming your history and your lived experience. You know, oftentimes that's really important to do with a professional that is aware of these kinds of things and specializes in things like cult you know, deprogramming, Um, but she's also been the victim of therapeutic abuse, it sounds like, as well. So that's really tough when you've been in the position of, you know, supposedly receiving care from a trusted professional that then ends up having undue influence or harming you in some way to be able to trust another therapist to to do something different. I can't even imagine. Listen, I I went to a therapist one time years ago, 13 years ago, probably, uh, who gave some really bad advice. 
He advised my partner to open our relationship up. And it was weird to me at the time that he would advise that. But he said, go Mm -hmm. ahead, try it. And I wish he would talk to me a little bit differently because we did. And it spent, it led to years and years and years of trauma for me that I had to deal with um, and me not trusting therapists for a decade. Um, so right. I can't even imagine. And I also can't wrap my brain around Brittany. Just, let's just, let's just remind you that she just not that long ago had a very, very successful residency in Las Vegas. She was right. doing all of this, going on stage, performing, making millions of dollars while dealing with all of this like how like what a secret to be kept and i'll be honest just to relate to aj i don't like therapy don't like to go i was physically uh sexually abused and when i told my therapist they handed me a vibrator and a sex book and thought that i just had an unhealthy relationship which is why i wasn't intimate with my partner it was also traumatizing it's the sexual abuse the physical abuse the therapeutic abuse and it's all been a secret for her Mm. right Right. Yeah. And, and here's the thing, you know, with her lived experience, you know, the, the, what we know, it's, it's she's such a public, visible, popular person that she's learned from a very young age that she has to appear a certain way. She has to perform a certain way. She has to give a certain impression. And so, you know, to act like everything's fine when it's not is something that she has done her entire life. Right. Yeah. And so you know, it's, it's also breaking that down and, you know, giving her space and permission and encouragement to be more authentic, to say what's really going on to, again, to claim her right to her own experience and not to have to entertain everyone, including a therapist or a partner or whatever else. Yeah. To do all of that is arguably one of the most 10 or 20 most famous people on the entire planet. Uh, without access to your very own children, without the support, not only not the support of your family, but being abused by your family and your management and your therapist and every single person in the world that you trust, I can't even wrap my brain around how she can even go on day by day. But we're going to keep an eye on this conversation. We appreciate you sticking around, marriage and family therapist James Gay. You're incredible. Uh, Everybody, everybody needs to go follow you on social media. Your your content is incredible. Uh, Your Instagram is amazing. Um, But thank you so much for being here. Thank you, James Gay. You're welcome. Thank you both. All right, coming up, one company unintentionally outs its trans workforce, and we discuss coming up in the next hour. Keep ordering from us. What else are you going to get your racist uncle? Or your a-hole brother who stormed the Capitol? Need to fire someone? Hire me to spice it up. I'll tell your contractor he's getting stiffed. I'll tell your porn star, she's getting stiffed. And don't forget about me, be best. Oh, not be best, Michaela Gordon. (laughs) That's so cute. As Melania Trump on Jimmy Kimmel last night. That's so sweet. You guys know that makes me feel so good when you guys support me. I will say this. I haven't even seen it yet because it it aired way after we were in bed. Nobody did. Kim Caldwell (laughs) filmed it last night. She stayed awake filmed it and then posted it on her IG stories and I was able to see a little bit of it. Aww. But I'm so excited. They asked us to come back. I just got an email from John. Oh, so good for you. I'm so happy. Well, the last thing that I texted my fiance last night, oh, yeah. the last thing I texted my fiance before I went to bed last night at like 8.30 was, hey, please record Kimmel tonight. And he says it's recorded. So it is there for me to watch when so I get sweet. home. I've got a busy day, so I'll get to it eventually. I promise. Um, but I'm also busy because we're trying to get things done so we can head out of town this weekend to Denver Pride where you're performing ah! and we'll be standing there. I just found out earlier this morning that um, Michaela's performing at a lesbian event. Uh, so it's going to be m- lesbian. 
my fiance Emil and I, six foot three and six foot five, and a whole bunch of say, women. And obviously, you'll be like right in the front next to me. So I just think it's so funny to so, see okay, all these so lesbians. Okay, so I need advice because listen, uh, we've talked about this before. There are not a lot of lesbian bars left in the world. Okay, but and also so this listen. Event, so what, what can I expect? Okay, so I got some details about Denver lesbians. Apparently, the Denver queer scene is like what's. Uh, no, it's lit. It's amazing. But the lesbian community are like fierce, beautiful, loving, okay. wonderful women. Okay. I had a meeting with one of my girls that hired me and she was like, oh no, Michaela, they're going to love your drag queen vibe. Like they're so supportive and loving. Well, they you've love never been women. to Denver. My fiance has never, never been to Denver. So Lisa and I will have to show you guys I around. I feel like me and Emil are like the same person. We're like, we've never well, listen, really been. Listen to this. So one of my, uh, an old friend of mine, my ex's ex actually owns like the hot pop and nightclub in Denver. So we're going to be there Friday. We're going to be with you Saturday and then probably find a drag brunch on Sunday because Nina West is performing at his club on Sunday. And so is Vassie, who we just had had on the program not too long ago, one of our celebrations in Pride. So it's going to be a really fun weekend. What were you going to say, Justin? Well, no, I was just going to ask if you were going to have to change your pronouns for those songs again. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, listen. Well, let's, uh, listen Not your honey. pronouns. Your Not, pronouns are what they are. Well, this song I wrote. It's yeah. a pride anthem. Yep. And it's all about uh, being accepted and being loved and loving yourself uh, and being a part of the community. So they can't tell me anything about my song, honey. Well, from Pride in Denver and your new song coming out to some really, really exciting news coming out of the Senate in Washington, D.C. That's not the biggest downer I've ever heard. What, what a transition is that? I know. I hate that. It is time for news on the beat. Okay, well, Senators and White House officials have reached a bipartisan deal on an infrastructure bill. According to lawmakers on both sides of the aisle, that's a significant breakthrough on one of President Biden's biggest legislative goals, but there's much left to be done. Senators are slated to meet with Biden today to discuss details of the plan. A lot of Republicans may still not support it, and some progressive Democrats still plan to support a bipartisan version of an infrastructure package, then use parliamentary processes to pass a larger big-ticket bill without bipartisan support. The current agreement is worth around $1.2 trillion with $579 billion in new spending. I know that I always say this, honey, but when we say trillion, I'm like, I I don't even know. Like, I don't know what billion is. And then we go to like trillion. Like you can have $1.7 or $1.2 trillion. If I gave you $1,000 right now, you'd fall to the floor crying. Listen to me. (laughs) I got $500 a couple days ago in the mail, and I was like, I'm rich. Did you get new tires for your car? No, I made a music video. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you've only needed new tires for six months, so I'm sure you're fine. I made a music video with choreography. It doesn't rain a lot in Los Angeles, and so you're good. I know. Who needs tread? Yesterday, I picked picked up my friend, and I was like, I'm going to let you know two things. I'm not like the best driver, and also, I need new tires. But we're going to be fine. We're just riding down Santa Monica. But I'm sure you cleaned your car before you picked it up. I did. What? The inside? Yeah. And the outside? Not not the outside. Yeah, the outside. But the inside? You have trees, though, on your street that are really problematic. Yeah, I can't. They're so problematic. can't keep the outside of that car clean. <laughs> I could have wiped off the bird poop. I'm but... like, your car runs pretty good for being 15, what, 15, 16 years old? You're like, it's three years old. <laughs> like, well, I know. tell that to the exterior. Just... <laughs> <laughs> He's a facelift. All right, well, uh, summer is here, and it's queer, and it's time to do a little weathy. It's going to be a high of 88 in St. Louis, 90 in Sacramento. 
a high of 106 in Indio, 106 in Cathedral City, 81 in Atlanta, and 79 in Seattle. Now, at McDonald's, get a small summer treat like the new Minute Maid Strawberry Watermelon Slushy or McCafe Fraps and Smoothies for just $2. Now, give us a bop of the day. Well, we've been talking about Britney Spears all morning long in this bombshell testimony yesterday in the Los Angeles Superior Court. So I'm dedicating this vibe of the day to her. It just so happened to come to me, but it's actually perfect. A hero is an ordinary individual who finds the strength to persevere and endure in spite of overwhelming obstacles. And boy, has she ever faced some obstacles. Absolutely. Sending her so much love. All right. Well, one company that's facing obstacles is um, Uber Eats as they unintentionally offended our trans community. Find out what they're doing to make it right. Coming up next. Welcome back to the Morning Beat. Uh, just want to remind you that coming up in our final hours, our, our final Celebrations and Pride conversation with Tate McRae, one of our favorite young artists. Uh, she's from right here in Southern California. She's joining the Morning Beat. Uh, and then also in our last hour, we had a conversation with Paula Canny, our favorite attorney, earlier this morning. Uh, and she's going to be rejoining us uh, in our last hour to talk about Britney Spears' conservatorship. Um, and uh, is Tate McRae from Canada? I thought she was from Southern California. Oh, no. I missed that somewhere. That's I, thought, all right. I literally thought we talked about her being from Southern Oh, no, she performed with Justin Bieber. She's Canadian. Yeah, uh, yeah it's yeah, okay. Yeah. It's okay. Well, she still has pride. Calm down, Justin. Just relax. Um, but right now, this story is really fascinating to me. So, Uber is sort of backtracking right now, uh, Uber Eats, and trying to apologize and right a wrong because apparently they were outing transgen- uh, transgender drivers on their app. Crazy. Unintentionally, though. How? Well, here's the thing. So, an Uber, to be an Uber driver, you have to have your legal like documentation. You have to have your driver's license uploaded, and it has to be your like legal like so. So, for instance, say you're trans and you haven't legally been able to change oh, your name. God. They so weren't it's allowing. Their, oh. They weren't allowing them to go by their by their their chosen names. They were using their dead names, and so. People would get, they were getting outed. You get in a car and all of a sudden you, you think you see, you know, a woman and you see oh, a name, but then wow. legally yeah. on your on your app it says So like John. you think you're getting in the car with David a male yes. and then it happens to be a trans woman and yes. you're like, who's this driver? Or vice versa, yes. Oh man. You know what though? I'm not gonna drag Uber. I know. I, I, it's it's that's I, I feel like that's a really unfortunate but understandable mistake. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I wouldn't have ever even thought about that, to be honest. Yeah, so apparently the company has set it has uh, set up a fund to help its drivers and delivery workers change their name on state and federal identification documents. Uh, one of their drivers, 40, 41-year-old Lane Repic, uh, has been an Uber Eats driver in Kansas since April. Now, Kansas is also a very different story than Los Angeles, right? You're, you're thinking, for us, it's like, okay, I don't care if I have a trans driver. Like, why would I? I live in Los Angeles also, and I'm part of the community. But you got to think about a lot of these cities across the country that are not Los Angeles, that are not, you know, you know, New York City, that are not Chicago. Um, a lot of the mid-sized cities across the country, it can be really, really scary. Uh, and as a transgender man, he doesn't use his legal name. Uh, but the, again, the Uber Eats app required all drivers to display their legal names to customers. Um, so there was actually no, there's no way for them to actually change it mm-hmm. on their profile. Mm-hmm. So people are getting into cars and that just opens them up to all sorts of transphobia and, and who knows what else. You know, we've talked about this a lot lately and uh, this was really interesting. It came up last week. We talked about Nikita Dragon, right? And how not only does transphobia put trans women and men in jeopardy. Yeah. It can also put those who are being transphobic in jeopardy. A thousand percent. And they're still humans, and, and you wouldn't want anything bad to happen to anybody. But, you know, these people who dragged her online 
we're at risk as well. Yeah. Because her fans then follow up and become so hateful in, in response, and understandably. Listen, her fans love her so much. They're going to want revenge on the person that outed them. It's really a dangerous position. Mm. Well, apparently this one driver in particular wrote a letter to Uber kind of saying, listen, this is what's going on. Uh, said that he's endured demeaning comments and felt fearful for his safety because uh, his, his displayed name does not match his male gender or presentation. He goes on to say that he believes that Uber Eats' outing of its transgender status has led to decreased tips and ride opportunities, which are essential to him making money. Listen, it comes back down to the money. Again, we had um, one of our colleagues, a dear friend of ours, Char Jossel, on a panel with us the other day talking to a major corporation and who's trying to do better, right? They're trying to learn. They're trying to do better. And on one hand, you're like, we appreciate that. But on the other hand, we're like, we're tired of teaching you. Yeah. There's the, the information's out there. Right. But Char says, listen, my issue is that I don't get paid what my counterparts get paid. I don't get paid what straight people get paid. Yeah, it's and not people showing don't, People don't even consider me because not only am I a trans woman, I'm also just a woman. And women don't get paid what men get paid. And so it's really, really frustrating to think that tips are being affected by something like this. We talked about the waiter also. The waiter the other day who got $10,000 in a GoFundMe uh, uh, campaign raised because the the waiter was getting pamphlets on religious paraphernalia or religious whatever um, bowl that was being shared. It's just really frustrating to think that individuals can't just be who they are and to put themselves at risk like this. Yeah. Um, and it, But it's, again, it's one of those things where Uber Eats, I'm sure... Never even thought about it. But I didn't. I never thought about it. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to drag them. There's some things that just aren't as obvious. And if that sounds... Unless it's you. Right. Yeah. And I, I don't know how that sounds coming from me, a lesbian woman, but I, I would have never thought about that. And so... We can't... Not No individual can be aware of every single possibility for harassment or discrimination, uh, especially if it's not directly happening to them. Right. There are a lot of things I was really, really clueless about until very, very recently. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we can't cancel them. I feel like what they're doing, they're doing what they know how to do to uh, make sure that the trans community is supported yeah. by setting up and, and, and you know, creating space, apologizing, sure. fixing it. And also, we work, in a, we work in a place where we say things like creating space. You got to think about this. Most people across the country, don't around the world, means. don't even talk about. They don't talk like that. Yeah. We work at the nation's first LGBTQ plus talk radio station. Yeah. This is something that we live and breathe, breathe all day, every day. And while we might be so passionate about all these issues, we're even learning. So you, you got to imagine. Yeah, you got to keep. That, you got to give people that grace. others. They need a little time. Yeah. All right. Well, coming up, uh, this is a big deal. Keeping it within our community, uh, we're talking about fans. Have the chance to date a celebrity. Michael B. Jordan. I could date him. You could. Jay Ellis. Yes. Will Smith 10 years ago. No. Oh. I'll be real honest, Michaela. When I was a kid, I was so in love with Candace Cameron. Full House was everything. <laughs> DJ Tanner was my life. I think truthfully I had a that crush. literally tracks. I had a crush on her brother Kirk from Growing Pains. Probably more. But in my mind, it was Candace. I used to write her fan letters. I wanted to be her friend. I said I wanted to be her boyfriend, but I think I really just wanted to be her friend friend, um, which brings up an interesting uh, an interesting conversation because BuzzFeed just released this article of uh, celebrities, major A-list celebrities who we all know and love, who dated fans of theirs. And now in this era of social media, this is more common than you would think. It's not that hard to slide into somebody's DMs, right, 
and catch their eye. And before you know it, you're whisked away on a on a fancy date somewhere. You're you're vacationing in Paris and in, in the south of France, perhaps. And you're in a full on relationship with a celebrity when a week earlier you were working at Dairy Queen or wherever. Yes. Right? So let's break down some of these because I think it's really really interesting. Uh, one of my favorites. I love Steve Harvey. He's problematic. I love Steve he's Harvey. Problematic AF in some ways, but I think he's really great. I think he's really talented. I and love. And he's older. Yes. He comes from a generation yes. of not cancel culture. Like he, I, yeah. I get. We he love gives, him. He gives great advice. He's really great on Family Feud. Well, apparently, his now wife Marjorie Bridges, uh, years ago, he was doing a comedy show. She arrives late, walks in during the middle of a set. That could go one of two ways if a you're a comedian. Thousand percent. Either getting dragged or she's getting hit on. He looks at her and says, oh, I'm sorry. I don't know who this is, but I'm going to marry her. That's the first Uh, thing he said when he saw her. I'm obsessed. Wouldn't you know it? They get together and they've been married ever since. Wouldn't you know it? Like, isn't that wild, though, to think about? You never know how a chance encounter uh, could lead to a life a together. chance of being late and it's not it's just, not it's not easy to like be with somebody that's famous though when you're not either yeah like taraji henson Pianton dated somebody for a while and could, they were too he, he couldn't handle it well, because listen, she was so famous okay this story is crazy though because uh liza powell who's now conan o'brien's wife mm-hmm. was simply sitting in the audience during a 2000 taping and uh he caught her eye and he fell for her instantly. Like, imagine just going to a taping and you're like, I'm at a taping. I'm going to hang out. Love this guy. And then all of a sudden he's like, hey, I love you. <laughs> I'm in love with you. Well, okay. Another Patrick Dempsey. McDreamy. Remember him? Grey's Anatomy. I've loved Patrick Dempsey since Can't Buy Me Love back in the day. Like, I've been I've been watching his stuff since the 80s and 90s. Love him. I think he's so handsome. Well, apparently uh, he had to get a, a quick trim, a haircut, and went to... A hairstylist named Jillian for three years he was her client three years and then one day he asked her out and now they're living happily ever after I love it just a hairstylist I mean and here's the thing people sometimes think like this this the the divide between celebrity and everybody else is so great and social media has really cut that divide down by quite a bit. It's, people are accessible now. People are so accessible it's funny because I was watching um Megan Fox uh Courtney Kardashian mm-hmm. and Addison Ray all hanging out this weekend. That's wild. Wild. And they're making like this resurgence, uh-huh. Megan Fox particularly, because she's dating Machine Gun Kelly, who's in a yep. band uh-huh. with Travis Barker. Yep. And I was just thinking, if that's not a full example of how social media works and uh-huh. how everything is so accessible, yep. Yep. nobody knew Addison Ray last year. No. She's got 19 million TikTok followers. Did you know that Kate Middleton had a poster of Prince William on her bedroom wall several years before she oh, ever even met him? I love that. And now she's royal. Have you ever, have you ever dated a fan? Have you ever gone on a date with a fan? Yeah, Lisa's obsessed with me. Oh my God, stop. <laughs> stop. No, I haven't. I no. um, Not because I didn't want to. I just never have. I was the fan a couple of times, actually. Really? Mm-hmm. One of them you know, and we're not going to talk about him, because he's very famous now. Oh, uh, yes. The other one, though, there was a show um, that ran for just a couple of seasons. He was an actor on it, and I became a huge fan of the show. And we ended up starting to connect on social media. And then we went for like a juice and a hike, right? That's what you do in Los Angeles. A juice and a hike. It ended on my couch. 
But yes, it, was a, it did. There was a juice on a hike, and we were hanging out for a while. But he wasn't really out of the closet, so it couldn't really happen because he's an, he's an actor and he's he's pretty well known still. Um, but it ended. But I was the fan, and I reached out to him. Yeah, I was like, I love your work. It's so great. And then he was like, he's like, oh thanks. And then also, do you want to make out with me? You know, to be fair. No, no, no. Nobody? No. Mm-mm. I was going to say. You've but... never been the celebrity or the fan? I've always been the celebrity. Oh my gosh, this full house. I'm Candace literally trying Cameron. to think. It's because I've just always been in relationships. Like, I never. I, my ex was a guest model, so, like, I would see him when I walked into the guest store, and that was, like, cool. <laughs> you were the fan. <laughs> yeah, I was a big. And then I was like, but also, can I be a guest model? If you could date anyone, if you were single right now and there's one celebrity, I, I think I know your answer, but who would it be? Who, who do you think? I would guess, well, it used to be Ruby Rose. Right. Yeah. Mine, mine's Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. If I could date any celebrity now, though, I don't know. I'm just tired. I, nobody. I just <laughs> love you. Need a nap. Yeah. If I were single, I'd just be like, happy. I'd be like, good, I'd take, good night. Bye. <laughs> That's all. All right. Coming up. Bye. I don't know where we're choosing it. <laughs> Welcome back to The Morning Beat. It's time for another round of What's Poppin'. Before we do that, though, I want to remind you that uh, you can give back to our homeless LGBTQ youth and seniors all month long. And when you do so, Ralph's and Food for Less are going to match your donation. This is all going to the Los Angeles LGBT Center to help fill the fridge for our homeless youth and seniors in need. Here's how you give back. Text the word FRIDGE to 20357 and Ralph's and Food for Less will actually match your donation for the rest of Pride Month. You're running out of time. If you can give back, please do so. Uh, Please and thank you. Now, we've been talking about Britney Spears all morning long. This leaked audio from her uh, trial yesterday or her statement in the Los Angeles Superior Court yesterday afternoon. Uh, The audio has leaked and it is wild. It's heartbreaking. Uh, We had a discussion with our marriage and family therapist, James Gay, the last hour, as well as our attorney, Paula Canney, on the legalities of this whole conservatorship that we've all been confused about for so many years. Uh, But there's more, Michaela, and I think we just need to give this this story its worth today. Uh, What's popping? Yeah, it's crazy. So Britney Spears did issue a lengthy statement in the Los Angeles Superior Court. This is the first time she has ever spoken out on the record about her conservatorship. Now, Spears said a lot of things during the hearing. She compared her conservatorship to sex trafficking, and she's even unable to have her IUD removed. Without the permission of her team, she went off. Take a listen. Now, going forward, I'm not willing to meet or see anyone I've met with enough people against my will. I'm done. All I want is to own my money for this to end and my boyfriend um, to drive me in his... She says a lot. No, she F- says her bleeping car. car. Yeah. She also says she wants to sue her family. She says she wants her money. She said she tried to talk about this two years ago in court, but nobody listened. So she's holding California responsible yes. as well. She said that her father has been so abusive. She wants to sue her whole family. They belong in jail. And she's incredible with her words. Now, that audio wasn't some of the best audio we've had, but we're going to continue playing it through the show because she literally says, I was able to feed and home many people An over the years. entire tour of people. And I was able to choreograph my dances. She also talks about how Miley Cyrus is under the same management and that she had to be the golden child while Miley Cyrus gets to smoke joints on uh, stage. It's crazy. So it's really sad. We've been talking about this in depth with Paula Keani, uh, with uh, Dr. James Gay, but for the gays, this is a very big deal. And also for women. We grew up with her. Like she's she's our age. She's my age. She's one year younger than I am. 
And I remember being a closeted little queer kid in Ohio and watching Britney Spears do her thing. And there's something about her that without her actually saying it, you knew she was she was she was ours. Yeah. Like she supported us. We were her people. Um, my very first friend is actually a friend. This is how we met. My very first friend I met in Los Angeles was TJ Espinosa. Mine too, babe. Who was her backup dancer for Mine years. Too. He was iconic. And I got a job in Los Angeles, and I'm here to this day because he met me at the pool one day, and he hit on me, uh, and then he got me a job that night, which is where I met you. Yeah. And it's all because he, like, he worked for Britney for so long, and you know that, that sort of ran its course, um, but he was with her at the very beginning when she was just... We all just related to her, and she was surrounded yeah. by her gay backup dancers, and to this day she is, and she just she loves our community. Yeah, and she really set a tone for women, being able to be sexy and cool and fun. She was yeah. the first. And, and I, also, and I we went her. to Catholic school, and that first video oh, was fire. Honey, I was in Catholic school, oh, and let me so tell good. you, I pulled my top up so quick. I loved it. <laughs> all right, well, coming up, uh, we're talking uh, celebrations in Pride with another queen, Tate McRae. Uh, we have more with her and why she's celebrating Pride coming up next. Welcome back to The Morning Beat. That was Diplo and Damian Lazarus' new song just dropped here yesterday on Channel Q. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of us. We're fun. We have, yeah. a, great, we have a great hour planned for We're you as so well. so fun. Uh, from one icon to another, we've got our uh, pr- uh, Celebrations and Pride wrapping up. In this hour, in about 12 minutes from right now, we're joined by Tate McRae, a little Canadian artist. She's 17 years old and just blowing up the charts. Absolutely love her. We're talking to her about pride, what it means to her, what allyship means to her. So stick around for that conversation coming up in just a bit. Uh, right now, though, there are sentences uh, starting to come down in the January 6th insurrection. Michaela, what do you have for us and news on the beat? Okay, so a judge handed down the first sentence related to the January 6th Capitol riot and rebuked the GOP in the process. A woman from Indiana had pleaded guilty to a single misdemeanor for trespassing inside the Capitol and avoided jail time with a probation sentence. But U.S. Judge Royce Lambert said some Republican lawmakers' attempts to downplay the insurrection are utter nonsense, adding, I don't know what planet they were on. Meanwhile, an alleged member of the Oath Keepers pleaded guilty to charges related to the insurrection, marking the first plea deal among the Capitol riot cases against extremist groups. The Oath Keepers is a far-right coalition of largely ex-military and law enforcement that organized uh, how do I say that? Paramilitary? Paramilitary. Paramilitary? Yeah. Training like and Paralympics. Well, I was going to say para. Mm. Para. That'd be wrong. A paramilitary. Yep. A pair of them. A pair of military men. That's enough. Paramilitary training and attendance at political events. You're so insane. A handful of others have filed guilty pleas admitting their roles in the riot. Now, another news, we've been talking about it all morning and we'll continue to, but it's a big, big story for us here at Channel Q. Britney Spears has issued a lengthy statement in Los Angeles Superior Court yesterday, the first time since she has ever spoken out on the record about her conservatorship. Spears said a lot of things during the hearing. She compared her conservatorship to sex trafficking and said she's even unable to have her IUD removed without the permission of her team. I packed my bags and went to that place. I worked seven days a week, no days off, which in California, the only similar thing to this is called sex trafficking, making anyone work, work against their will, taking all their possessions away, credit card, cash, phone, passport, card, and places. She, she, she compared the way she's treated by her father and her management team to sex trafficking. But it's true. She gets $2,000 a week. She's worth $60 million. Her, her dad gets paid gets more. more. Yeah. That's crazy it's just to heartbreaking. me. heartbreaking. You know, we, 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 we cried through this this morning because this audio is just so... And thank God somebody leaked it 
Um, I know. I'm so happy. Yeah. But we had some great conversations, though, with our attorney, Paula Canny, on the legal uh, aspect of this all and her conservatorship. We also talked to marriage and family therapist James Gay. You can listen to those interviews uh, as a podcast. Uh, we're actually going to replay Paula Canny for you in about 30 minutes from right now. But those, both of those will, will live online. Uh, at odyssey.com download the odyssey app listen to our show as a podcast we've had some really incredible conversations all morning long we sure have all right well let's get into a little weather summer is here and it's queer and it's brought to you by mcdonald's it's gonna be 106 um in palm springs 79 in seattle 81 in atlanta 79 in baltimore 81 in buffalo 84 in cleveland 88 in st louis and 106 in Indio. Now, uh, at McDonald's, you can get a small summer treat like the new Minute Maid Strawberry Watermelon Slushy or McCafe Fraps and Smoothies for just two bucks. Now, give us a vibe of the A hero is an ordinary individual who finds the strength to persevere and endure in spite of overwhelming obstacles. I'm sure we've got a lot of heroes listening to us right now. Whatever you're going through, hang in there. Uh, We believe in you. We're sending you love and support. Uh, That goes for you too, Brittany Spears. Free Brittany. Absolutely. Free Free Brittany. Brittany. All right. uh, We are discussing, we have a lot more in this final hour, celebrations in Pride Tate McRae is joining us, 17 years old. Phenomenal. The same age uh, when we met Britney Spears almost. And uh, we're going to talk to her about what pride means to her and her new song next. Welcome back to The Morning Beat. Our next guest is one of our favorites here at Channel Q, and she's only 17 years old. Uh, You might recognize her song, uh, You Broke Me First, or her latest collab with Troy Savan, which is number one on Channel Q. That song is called You, and you are in for a treat because right now we are being joined by Tate McRae. Tate, how are you? Hi, Tate. Oh, great. How are you? We're good. good. It's crazy because while last year seemed so unpredictable for so many people, at just 17 years old, you've hit the ground running in your career. You Broke Me First is one of our favorite songs. How was it having such a huge hit while still being in a pandemic? A lot of things. It was so weird. Um, I never, I didn't actually get to experience anything to like the fullest, obviously, because I was at home with my parents. It was very weird. I, it actually didn't hit me till like a year later when I actually got to leave the house, and people were still like kind of talking to me about it, and it was very strange. Well, you, uh, you are from our friends up north. You're a Canadian, uh, almost 18 years old. You're turning 18 in not literally a couple of weeks. Um, and you sort of, American audiences were sort of introduced to you on So You Think You Can Dance, which oddly enough, I did an after show for So You Think You Can Dance. It's how I started hosting like 10 or 12 years ago. No way. Random full circle moment. We're talking early, early years. But to transition from the world of dance into music, uh, were you nervous? Were you excited? Uh, was it natural for you? I mean, you performed with Justin Bieber, you know, some pretty big names. Uh, but put yourself out there like that. Uh, in a different way what was that like for you I mean the whole thing I didn't actually think it was like happening I didn't know I was making a transition into a singer um I had this like YouTube channel for dancing right after the show actually right after I got off and one day my dance video like you know got all messed up or whatever um so I had nothing to post and I'm a pretty like once I set a goal I'm like not gonna like bounce off of it whatever. So I post, I'm like, I need something to do. So I wrote a song in like 20 minutes, put it out there, went viral. And then suddenly I was a singer. So <laughs> I was like, I needed something to post. So I wrote a song I in 20 said. minutes and it went viral. <laughs> it was cool. so, 
it was so weird it, and like it was a very quick spiral and then like for the next two years I was just kind of dancing and singing and then I you know you wrote me first came out so it, it was it didn't I didn't even know it was gonna really happen that's wild also can I just say not to make this about me but I've been taking dance lessons and dancing is so hard <laughs> it is not easy so kudos because <laughs> and then for you to be like oh and now I sing which is also hard you're like you did that too you made it uh into Forbes 30 under 30 do you like dancing better? Do you prefer singing now? Like, what's your vibe in 2021? I mean, I honestly, I could never choose between the two. That's kind of hard. The one thing is, as a career path, as an artist, I have, like, way more freedom being a singer and then being able to dance as I sing. I can do whatever I want. I don't have to, no one has to tell me what to do, which I, I love that. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, I, you on stage, like a full show though, after this pandemic would be pretty wild, kind of lit. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it is a little bit odd though, to be like the best dancer in the group though. Like to have backup dancers that probably aren't going to be <laughs> as good as you. That's not, that's not normal, but it's a good problem to have. Um, oh, you know, God. we love you, your music. Uh, we love, you know, uh, just what you stand for. Uh, and also we talk about this a lot on our show, what your generation stands for. Uh, I'm 40. I've, I, I came out of the closet 20 years ago. It was a totally different world back then. Um, yeah. But your generation is standing up uh, for, for the rights of not just members of the LGBTQIA plus community, but just anybody, anybody who's a human who has a soul. Um, and I, I'm just kind of curious to know, why do you think that is? Uh, what do you love about your generation and why do you think they stand up uh, against hate and discrimination in a way that generations before just didn't? I think it's because our world is changing so much where social media is actually giving us the platform to speak up. Um, you know, I'm 17 and I'm currently learning how to use my voice and educate myself where I feel like when my mom was 17, she was like, we never had to, like, this wasn't a thing. Like social media and people talking about things and actually bringing issues up, like wasn't, didn't exist, which is exciting because people now have, you know, the platforms to be able to speak their, their truth and, and be themselves, which is really cool. Yeah, I think you use your platform really well, especially for being 17. I think we keep saying that because 17, Team can go so many different ways and you've already found so much success so you should be so proud of yourself um a lot of people look up to you but are there any lgbtq artists specifically that you look up to oh i mean there's a lot right now that are amazing there were actually a lot of art a lot of dancers who are, are who are artists i would say um like my best friend finley he's a dancer yeah he is like the most talented dancer I've ever met in my entire life. And he's my best friend and <laughs> he's the best, just like the best personality ever. Yeah. I'm, I'm, it's so funny. And Michaela knows the story. She's like been on her dance journey, having the courage to even it's like take good. on dance. I'm saying I love it. Like I'm not good. <laughs> I just enjoy it. No, she's terrible. She tries to show me her eight count every day and it's awful, but I enjoy it. Um, but I tell her when I was younger, my cousin was a dancer and uh, she used to come out to North Hollywood on scholarships every summer and dance from Ohio, a little small town. And my mom wouldn't let me dance because she said, uh, kids will make fun of you and call you gay. Well, no. Jokes on her. I'm 40 years old. I've been out gay and proud for 20 years. But it, but there's some there's some stigma attached to the dance world sometimes, especially male dancers. 
Um, yeah. But I, I love the way that you just take pride in all that you do and you stand up for those, and you speak up for those who maybe, you know, don't have a voice or a platform as big as yours. I'm curious to know what does pride uh, mean to you? I think pride is just being proud of who you are, no matter who you want to be, who you want to be with, who you want to love, just feeling supported no matter who you are. That's what I think. I just got to say this. I just love that you're 17 years old and your answers are so concise, but so poignant. Um, and it's interesting because, you know, our generation, the generation before, like there's this, everything. there's the, yeah, there's, there's this battle for every single emotion and every single right. And your generation is like being proud of yourself. That's it. Like whatever you want to be, it's cool. Like, I just love that. Yeah. That's the thing. I don't think there should be debate about a lot of things like I just genuinely think you should be able to be yourself and people should respect that and support that I don't think there should be any other way to live personally so (laughs) come on too easy I mean you're gonna be 18 soon and we're so excited um your single like we said has been number one the past four weeks I love you broke me first is there a chance we're going to be able to see you live do you have any big plans for your first big live show that you can tell us exclusively um well i'm performing at a lot of festivals this summer um which i'm really excited for because i've never performed at a festival i've only been to one festival in my life before so it's going to be really exciting i'm stoked and we have to ask before we let you go what are your plans for your 18th birthday the world is opening up again things are sort <laughs> of getting back to normal how are you going to celebrate Honestly, I hate planning things. Like, I'm just very awful at planning things, especially my birthday. I will be the last person to draw attention to my own birthday. Um, so if we do anything, it will most likely be planned by my mom. So I don't know. <laughs> That's okay. Well, I'm going to plan AJ's birthday, and he wants a uh, murder theme. So it's <laughs> I, I do want a murder theme birthday. I'm obsessed with horror films. It's totally weird. No way. That would be a terrifying <laughs> No, he's insane. His favorite movie is <laughs> Um, We love you so much. Thank you, babe. We can't wait to see you in person, hopefully to like hug you and watch you, but congratulations on all of your success. Thank awesome. you. So nice meeting you guys. Hey, this is Tate McRae, and you're listening to Channel Q. Tell me something good. All right, so after this pandemic starts to hopefully wrap up here in the United States, you know, we've still got to keep an eye on this Delta COVID variant and other things uh, vaccination rates aren't quite as high as we wanted, but things are starting to slowly get back to normal. That means going back to work, uh, which might just seem like just an average everyday occurrence. Unless you're these two co-workers, Susan Ellis and Tia Wimbush. Uh, they both work at Children's Healthcare of Atlanta, my booth, my fiance's uh, hometown. And both of their husbands, apparently, uh, Rodney and Lance, were on waiting lists for kidney transplants. Those lists can take quite a while. I've watched many, many years of Grey's Anatomy. I know a lot about the medical world. (laughs) That was a joke, Michaela. I was listening. That was a joke. I was listening. Laugh at it. Okay. But but as the two started comparing notes, talking over the ups and downs of their sort of husband's conditions and the journey they've both been on, uh, the subject of blood type came up. Well, thanks to a piece of random information, the women suddenly realized they might be potential donor matches for each other's husbands. Uh, This is what Tia said. She said, my thought immediately was that we could help each other and stop the suffering of two families. I called Rodney immediately, and he and I were both uh, just committed to moving forward and trying to help two families. So they had some tests run. Uh, It turns out that Tia and Susan are actually matches made in heaven for one another's husbands. So the women each donated a kidney to the other woman's husband. 
It's your co-workers. It. I love it. It's like if Lisa and, and Emil needed a kidney. I'd give Lisa one. You'd give Emil one. We'd all be happy. So sweet. You, it's got to be the most frustrating thing to have a loved one need a transplant <clears throat> and you're fully healthy and can't help them. Listen, it's crazy because that's what happened to Lisa's niece. She, this story's wild. Lisa's niece was so beautiful, so healthy. She went to Taco Bell. She ate Taco Bell when she was 19. Or I'm sorry, she was like 16 and got, what is it, eat? E. coli, e. coli. Mm. and then needed a kidney transplant and she got one from a family friend but even after the kidney transplant there's so much work to yeah. be done with just like the sure. prednisone all the medicine and they were so thankful for the family friend that was able to do that also an episode of Grey's Anatomy last year there was a five way transplant that took place and one person almost dropped out and threw a wrench on the whole thing but luckily at the last moment uh, I believe Meredith Grey convinced them all to or maybe it was Miranda Bailey I think I don't remember I'm, okay I'm done with you I would like to talk about <laughs> stories that remind me of Quirky and Vivian because this cute little sweetie grandma turned 90 and had a blast at her princess-themed party. She looked so cute. This cheerful grandmother known as Gma to family looked like a queen as she donned a huge pink tutu, plastic crown, and beaming smile for pictures. She sat in a throne, had cake, balloons, and uh, it was so sweet. She went viral in her little photo and uh, she said that she was so thankful to her family that she was able to celebrate her milestone birthday. And they celebrated her like a little queen that she is. I just love it. It's so sweet. You got to see the photos. I love it. Uh, can you sing opera? Have you ever tried? Yeah. Give me something. Ave Maria. Okay, I was ready to drag you. That was actually kind of cute for this early in the morning. So Thank congrats you. on that. <laughs> Uh, you still don't hold a candle to Emily Geller Hardman, who is an iconic opera singer uh, who is ha- also happens to be pregnant. Uh, apparently, she and her husband, uh, they, her husband Travis, they got invited to a wedding in Pennsylvania. It was a three and a half hour drive. Uh, she's also only 37 weeks pregnant. So she's thinking, I've got plenty of time. We'll go to this wedding, head back, right? Wrong. Her water breaks in the car. Oh, God. She delivered a baby while her husband was driving to the hospital. She started having contractions around 3 in the morning. So they set out for Connecticut, which is where they're from, um, and tried to get a jump on the four-hour drive. And the contractions got so intense, she gave birth right in the backseat of the car. Can you imagine? No. Justin, you've had a kid. That's going to be so uncomfortable. How terrifying would that have been for Listen. you? Listen. 100% terrifying. <clears throat> but you're an EMT, too, so you could have handled some of it, maybe, but yeah, like, that's I, a lot. I knew how to yeah, you know, how technically much... do the steps, but it's it's one thing to put practice into you know the classroom. Yeah. yeah. But how much pain was Lauren in? She wasn't in a lot because we had a C-section. Oh, my, okay, well, when I'm on my period, I'm literally doing a downward dog in this studio. The entire studio. Also, I have a scar on my left cheek from my mother's C-section the day I was born. It'll be there my entire life. How yeah. weird is that? Yeah, well, it's not weird. It's not weird. <laughs> All right, well, thank you so much, as always, for listening. Uh, this Tell Me Something Good is brought to you by McDonald's. At McDonald's, get a small summer treat like the new Minute made strawberry, watermelon, slushy, or McAfee fraps and smoothies for just $2. Make you holler. We have a great show for you tomorrow. We're talking with John Lovett and Lisa Middleton from Palm Springs. Springs about the new podcast and also the work that she's doing in Palm Springs. Uh, We hope that you enjoyed your show. Have a great rest of your day. We'll see you tomorrow. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 